Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the We Are Here podcast live stream. You know, Ross, I was calling it a special live stream before, but there's not so much special going on right now. Well, except for you, of course, as my last guests reminded me. Um, This is the South Coast FM podcast. You can find us at southcoast.fm, southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Join that mailing list so you know when uh, all the happenings are happening uh, on the podcast. Ross Nunes, for folks who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do? Uh, So I'm Ross Nunes. I am the owner of Salon B. I'm a resident of New Bedford and um, I am currently a salon owner. Oh, the owner of a salon that is temporarily closed. We're going to talk about some of that stuff today and the impact um, that this is this COVID-19 has had on uh, the community at large uh, and specifically on this show, the small business community. If you're watching live, I'm dropping in a link. Uh, if if I know how to use computers, there it is. <laughs> uh, dropping in a link in the chat there. Uh, this is a survey that we put out, uh, started last week. It has about, at this point, 30-ish uh, folks on it, small business owners, Ross included, who have listed the impact uh, of COVID-19 on their small business. If you have a moment, take a look at that survey, see who's, um, you know, share their story. Uh, and uh, if you know one of these business owners, reach out, help them out, support their businesses if you can. If you're still a small business and you haven't taken the survey, uh, if you have a moment and you do feel like sharing, uh, collectively, we can kind of use this data to see uh, who's impacted and what we can all do to better support you uh, in the event we come out of this, hopefully sometime soon. All right, Ross, your situation. Uh, recently closed down the salon uh, and you have a targeted open date, which you're just guesstimating at this point uh, of April 1st. What's it all like uh, unraveling through this scenario for you? Sure. So, you know, I would say like last week, beginning of last week, we had kind of ramped up the, you know, how we were sanitizing the salon, keeping the salon clean, just like everybody else was. Um, You know, we were doing that, really trying to stay on top of things with that, having our clients come in, wash their hands before we service them, um, cleaning every station and cape in between every client, um, taking the magazines away, not offering beverages. And, um, You know, the decision to close came when I was on the phone with my mother, who was the previous owner of the salon, and I was talking to her and she asked me, she said, Ross, what are your plans um, for the upcoming week? And I think that was like probably Monday of this past Monday of this week. And I said, you know, some of these some of the stylists want to work. You know, I'm going to stay open until they shut us down. And I said, I wish they just would. So it would take that decision, you know, out of my hands. So when I got off the phone with her, I thought to myself, I said, I'm doing, I'm not doing exactly what the, you know, the state's not doing for me to take that decision out of my hands for my stylist. You know, as the leader of my team and the owner of my business, I felt it was important for me to make that decision for my stylist and for my guests not to come in. Terrible decision. Totally difficult, um, you know, having to tell people that they were going to have to, you know, collect unemployment and be laid off temporarily is something that I can't imagine any business owner 
um, finds any pleasure in. So um, we closed uh, Tuesday evening. We let our clients know on Tuesday that we were going to be closing um, until at least April 1st. Um, if it's longer than that, we'll see. Right now it's April 1st, and I think um, kind of setting an earlier date helped uh, the workload for my staff and the small time that we had to get in touch with clients um, because it gave us, you know, I can, luckily everything that we have is now on the cloud for people that have salon software. Um, so, you know, I can access the appointment book and client phone numbers from my house and then, you know, call them if the closure gets extended. Um, you know, some salons don't have salon software, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's something that we've had, you know, since the nineties, I believe. Um, but some salons still don't have it. And, um, it definitely is going to make the situation of working from home much more difficult for them. So, um, you know, I can only imagine how difficult it is for me, but for someone that doesn't have salon software, how difficult it'd be for them. Yeah. I mean, technology, it's, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't know the proper way to state it, but it's sort of ironic. Like I've been doing uh, web digital stuff, consulting for so long and, and, and video conferencing and, and having these face to faces for, for me, it's just what I do. Right. It's just this, like common, common nature for a lot of people. Like they're now having to turn to technology for the first time in 2020. Um, you know, some more advanced technologies like right. zoom or, uh, live streaming stuff like this. And, and maybe even like you, like, Oh my God, like all of my accounting software is literally on a computer in an office that I can no longer get to, right. uh, you know, now, uh, seeing a, a reinvestment in this, in this space, uh, is, is going to be, you know, again, once we get out of this better, uh, for these small businesses in the long run, once they can hop onto some of this stuff from a continuity and disaster recovery scenario. And I think, I think, uh, um, you know, a scenario like this has probably showed people who don't have, you know, salon software or have invested in that yet, that it's something that's going to be necessary going forward because, with a situation like this, it does leave them at a standstill. So I think a lot of people will be reevaluating, you know, how they've integrated technology within their business. Yeah. Uh, we do have a few questions coming in. If you're watching the live stream, go ahead and pop in some questions and we'll get them uh, answered in just a short moment. Um, let's, let's try to do this like sort of roller coaster storytelling on, on this, on this live stream, Ross. Uh, let's start with something that is more of like a positive outlook. Like what do you think you, uh, We'll talk about the things that you're maybe like cutting back and giving up uh, to to keep things afloat while the doors are closed. What do you think people should keep doing, right? And maybe even specifically salon owners, barbers, anybody who's doing this, you know, one-on-one -on -one engagement with a you know a proprietor and customer. What do you think we should they should keep doing right now? Uh, storytelling, keeping things going, live streaming. Like, what is it in your world? Absolutely. So I think um, if they are still operating business right now, that they should close. Um, I think that it's, um, you know, it is, it is dangerous. It's dangerous to be, you know, that close to your client base, um, at this, at this time, you know, unless, you know, Sean Bradley or George Murison or Akeem Olajuwon work for you and they, and they can stay six feet away with their wingspan, um, you're in danger, you know, you're in danger. So that's not something, that's something I would recommend all salons and barbers. I know that it's a terrible decision to make, but I think it's a necessary one. Um, to stay positive, I kind of said this to, you know, some of my staff, I said, you know, we, you know, we have challenges on a weekly basis. And I think when you look at this, and if you come out on the other end of this, um, 
you know, when we are able to come back to work and our clients are able to be welcomed back to, you know, our salon home, um, those things that challenge you on a weekly basis before are going to seem very, very small. You know, you're going to be able to say, you know, we got through that. Like we can probably most likely get through anything. So I think that's, um, that's really important. I think um, if you have content uh, to post, which I know a lot of my stylists were gearing up for closure by capturing uh, more content before we closed, um, you know, use that. If you have old content, recycle that content. Um, you know, I think in just telling people how this personally affects you and how you're, how we're all in it together and kind of telling your story and, um, you know, staying in touch with your client base. For me, my most important, the most important thing that I have found so far throughout this, and we're still in the early stages, is um, trying to be completely transparent and having an open line of communication with my staff. I want them to know exactly what is going on. If there's something that I can do to help them, I'm trying to help them. If there's something that I cannot do, I'm letting them know that that's something that is out of the question. Um, I just want them to have realistic expectations of what I can do for them as you know, the leader of this business. And um, I really think you need to be in touch with your staff 100% to really ease some of the concerns and anxieties that they have currently. Yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, for years, uh and as you well know, like being involved with like EFRAL and just business owners and entrepreneurism in the South Coast uh, in in your career, you know, there, there, there's been a lot of people who have been uh, business owners specifically who just never really took to social media, right? For many different reasons, right? Uh, some of the times, like that whole transparency thing, isn't isn't really baked into their core. Um, they don't understand sort of you know posting and people reacting and sort of sharing the story. But now it's more important than ever. Right to keep that pulse going for, like you said, uh, your customers, but also you know for your staff. Yeah, right? and, and, and if you're if you're putting out some direction, even if the doors are closed, uh, well, it's better than doing nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end yeah. of the day. And one thing that I've kind of talked to my my staff about is in their downtime, you know, we have subscriptions to different education services, and you know, thousands of dollars invested in online education. So, you know, we're pretty good about if we have downtime here at the salon to, you know, always be watching video, learning, learning new techniques. Um, but I know that with, you know, the, the huge library that we have for them to access, there's something that they haven't watched. Um, a lot of brands, um, you know, and leaders in our industry are offering free education during this time, knowing that stylists are down right now. So that's been a huge help. I know, um, my, my rep Marie just sent me um, that Sam Veeler and Chris Barron are doing a cutting class, um, a three hour cutting class coming up. Um, Oligo is um, having, you know, uh, balayage classes and, you know, brunette and blonding classes. So all of those things are really important and to have the support of our industry um, where they know that we're down right now and unable to work, um, you know, to have that value in education being provided to us is, is, is really important. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, larger, uh, well, again, like in my world in sort of software and technology, um, <clears throat> you know, even folks like Zoom, which is now uh, sort of very, very popular for these online videos and conferencing, sort of lifting the limitations that's normally there, um, you know, giving people more uh, for free because, you know, they get through this to get through this hard time. Have you started to think of anything, and not to put you on the spot, but uh, have you started to think of new ways for the business to generate revenue 
right? Uh, have you started to think maybe there's something you can sell, I don't know, online or something that you can do that's not just the in-person, you know, coming into the salon and, you know, sure. providing services for somebody? Yeah. So right now, you know, with it being so early on, you know, I have thought of a few things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get in touch with my rep from um, who represents, you know, the brands that we carry to see if there's any way that maybe we can provide our um, clients a link where they can shop online and maybe we would get a percentage of those sales um, by generating those client leads. Um, I have to say, like our, our client base, and this is something that does does get me a little emotional, but um, our client base is really, really amazing. We have an amazing client base. You know, we did kind of put out the bat signal to our clients and kind of ask them, you know, if they saw it in their financial power only to, um, you know, pre-purchase -pur -pre a gift card to prepay for their next visit or to pre-tip their stylist on Venmo. Um, those are things that we asked right off the bat and our clientele has you know, really responded amazingly by getting in touch with us or purchasing uh, gift cards online. So that's really helped us early on, earlier on. The reason that we're closed is to minimize the social, the social I mean, to, uh, you know, follow the guidelines of social distancing, you know. So I'm here right now just grabbing a few things to bring home with me that I think I might need from the salon. Um, and then I don't really plan on being here all that much until we reopen. Um, I really want our guests and our staff to stay healthy and stay safe. Um, that's the biggest thing. So I, I think, you know, on, you know, on Thursday mornings, we have a, we have a clientele that um, um, some people might call like an older clientele. Um, I call them like our wise, very, very wise clientele. And um, they come from a generation of, of, of being really, really tough. You know, they've gone through, things that have challenged their, you know, their generation at the time. And I think a lot of them wouldn't want to let their stylist down and power through and come in when they are even the most, you know, susceptible to this and how this is most dangerous for them. So to make that decision to have them, you know, out of the salon um, was huge. You know, I, I'm a salon brat, you know, I used to be at my mother's first salon when I was six years old, jumping off the railings out in the, in the, in the lobby. And um, I grew up with all these people, you know, my mother has a stylist, Mary Jane, who's worked for her for 38 years. She started with a right after vote when she got out of vocational school. That is totally unheard of. And that's what this, so much loyalty, you know, so many stories, you know, when you see someone every four weeks or every six weeks, you've literally gone through surgeries, weddings, deaths, births. And um, I don't think a lot of industries can say that. So I think that's a really, really amazing thing about our industry. And that's why I'm confident that um, we're going to be able to kind of, you know, survive, you know, this, you know, this, this horrible thing that's happening to so many businesses, you know, with a clientele that's, that's so loyal. So I have your website up on uh, on the screen for those of you watching. It's salonbehair.com. If you go to the website, click on the gift cards link. It's going to take you to the gift card store, right? And you can buy those gift cards, you know, right online. Uh, Amy Martin asked how, uh, thanks for sharing your story, Ross. What, what can the public do to help gift cards for future use? I think you've already answered that. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even, <laughs> and then maybe just staying uh, 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 top of mind or, or keeping you top of mind through the social channels. And then Bobby Hinckley, gift cards are always helpful. Uh, so again, salonbhair.com. Go ahead and click on the gift cards if you want to order up some of the Salon B gift cards. Yeah, you know, to echo your statement, Ross, absolutely. I mean, 
it's it's interesting you know south coast has always been interesting right so i grew up in the car industry my my family owned uh car dealerships in the local area and just like you there was a family uh, obviously a family run business but uh, much more the staff right much more the staff working uh with uh, our dealership for all of their entire lives i never had another job than just the dealership right yeah. and this it, is just phenomenal um and that's what makes it i i believe the South Coast, an interesting place. We're sort of stuck in the middle. This is sort of one of the running topics that I always have in normal shows, in, in the normal context of, yeah. of happy entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurialism. Um, South Coast is sort of stuck in the middle. We're south of Boston by an hour, an hour and a half, four hours if there's traffic, uh, and then sort of, uh, you know, stuck wedged in there between Providence. And it's not, you know, we're not too big, we're not too small. It's sometimes just sort of stuck in the middle. But the one, con you know, the one thread that that weaves through the fabric there is that it's uh, there is a lot of that family feel, right? And even yeah. just like you, you know, saying that uh, earlier before we started, you know, you're in a you're in a group text now or a group chat with other salon owners. Yeah. So, so now your your enemy has become your friend, and they probably were never your enemy to begin with, right? Yeah. They're probably all, you know all uh, you know sort of just in this business thing together. Um, that's a good movement. Uh, that's a good thing. And, and I know of other folks doing that too. Have you seen other uh, organizations of, of businesses come together to, to sort of unite and help each other out? I can't really speak on that, you know, because a lot of my social media is dominated by the industry that I'm in. So, you know, I've just seen so much of, you know, so much of, of my industry coming together. And, um, you know, some of us are on the same page. Some of us are closed. Some people are still open. Um, but I think the one thing that we all know is that um, as much as we like to think, um, our business is not essential. Um, there are people that are having to leave their houses, you know, when they feel uncomfortable to enter a workplace that's essential. So it's important that we recognize that as much as we would love to believe that we are essential at a time like now, we are non-essential. And we need to stay home to protect the people that are entering the wild um, as essential, you know, essential employees. Yeah. And let's uh, let's talk about some of the, the tactics that you've put in place uh, again before we started the show. Uh, maybe just cutting back some things that are not essential to your business and uh, maybe applying for certain things. Can you speak on some of the things you've just put in place in the temporary short term to, you know, get you to at least into April to start thinking about, you know, maybe restructuring in the future? Sure, sure. So um one the, the the most important thing is that when we reopen, I can welcome every staff member that I was forced to lay off a uh, layoff back to the salon with employment. That's my number one goal. So I've gone through my expenses. Um, I have looked at um, you know my variable and fixed expenses and seen what can what can either be reduced or can go away completely at this time. Um, I was able to work with my payroll company to get my staff paid earlier. So they will be paid on Monday of this upcoming week rather than Friday. And um, I tried my best. It was my first rodeo. Uh, luckily, that's a blessing, um, kind of navigating through the unemployment process and um, was able to, I'm pretty sure, get all of my employees um, filed for you know unemployment uh, benefits. Um, there are some in our industry um, you know, renters who are, I, I, in my, what am I, to my knowledge, that are going to have a very hard time collecting unemployment in a time like this. And I think that's why we do see um, some salons that are still open. And I understand the, um, you know, the hardship that 
you know, not being able to apply for unemployment uh, presents to them. Um, but, um, you know, those are the risks of, you know, entering business, um, you know, for yourself, I suppose. Yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, first rodeo for a lot of people, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope my mother filed for unemployment on Tuesday, and you can put that on the list of things I thought I'd never have to do. Right, uh, right, so. right. Um, thinking about the rebound, uh, you're again, you're thinking uh, right now, tentatively uh, April 1st, mm -hmm. uh, it may go beyond. So how are you keeping a pulse on this? If, if other business owners, maybe there's a, a resource you're tapped into that you're watching every day, aside from the news, yeah. um, is there something else that you're watching that might help other business owners? So luckily, um, I've been involved in some political campaigns in the past. So I do have, um, some close friends who either work for the work in the state delegation or at a city level. And I'm just trying to, you know, send them messages and see if maybe they have any information for me. Um, you know, they've pointed me in the direction of, you know, the SBA loans, um, which is something that we're looking into right now. Um, and also kind of just keeping me informed if there's been any changes as far as, you know, openings or restrictions. Um, so really just trying to stay on top of things, not trying to watch, like not trying to keep the news stations on, all day. It's one of those things where it's like, it just gets really, really, um, you know, defeating. Um, so yeah. just, you know, tune in here and there, get the updates, maybe watch like a 30 minute cycle and then kind of just, uh, try to do something, you know, productive. You know, I've been looking, I, I just came down here today and updated some of my inventory. So I'm going to go home and kind of update that. Um, I'm working on some, you know, new graphic design things that we needed uh, going forward as far as like business cards and uh, brochures and pamphlets, price listing, uh, prices, you know, listing of prices. So I've been kind of just trying to just play around with those things, keep myself busy and productive. And, um, you know, if if I am able to get back down here at some point, you know, I might, you know, schedule one day for like a, a paint, painting day, painting party. Maybe a party of one, but you know, we'll have to <laughs> and I'll, 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 you know, repaint what needs to get done around here, and kind of just do the practical things right now to make you know the business better than when it closed down. Hey, th a bucket of paint, three bottles of wine is going to make for a hell of a live stream on your Facebook page. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man, Ross, thanks for taking the time uh, to uh, help each other out. You know, that's another uh, point here is you know if if it is tough, it is difficult. Uh, if you can help on other people as well, that'll sort of lift that weight off of your chest or shoulders, um, you know, by giving somebody else an extra hand here or there in their business or uh, supporting them somehow. Yeah. And when you when your favorite small business, if, if they're closed or they're working, you know, with diminished services, you know, I just ask everybody and I'm, you know, I'm going to definitely practice what I preach. Um, you know, go to that restaurant, you know, get a meal, maybe buy a gift card for your next visit when you return. You know, we're all going to need a massage, you know, at the end of this, yeah. call your five therapist, get something scheduled now in the book so they can kind of look and um, forecast what their income is going to look like when this, when this um, all gets better. Um, you know, those are just a few examples of how we can, um, you know, kind of support each other in the business world. And I think also too, if you have, I don't have children myself, but I know that this is like a scary time for everybody. Can I, so I can only imagine, um, you know, how scary this can be for kids. So I think it's really important to how we talk about this in front of, in front of kids as well. Yeah, absolutely. I have three young children, three under three, just about. And, uh, luckily they don't understand what's going on with it yet. Um, but I've watched more frozen Two Ross than I've ever imagined, uh, that I could. If I, next time I see you, I'm going to, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to see if you can recite it for me. 
It's salonbhair.com. Go there, grab a gift card if you want to continue to support the efforts by Ross, his family, his staff. Salonbhair.com. And look, when you come out the other end, there's nothing like ordering a, a large cheese pizza from your favorite pizza joint. Get a blowout at Salon B and a massage all at the same day. It's going to be an amazing ride once we I'm going to have a me day. I'm going to spoil yeah. <laughs> Give myself a pizza and a massage and a couple other things, you know. So, but um, I just want to say one thing to my staff. Yeah. I'll say, I love you guys. I miss you. And um, can't wait to get you guys back in here. Same thing with my guests. I can't wait to have you all back here. Susie George gives you a thumbs up and a heart. And along with Zach Midwood, you go, Ross. So hey, thanks, hey, Susie. Thanks, everybody, for watching. It's southcoast.fm. It's the We Are Here podcast. Subscribe at southcoast.fm slash subscribe to stay connected to the podcast. Go ahead and leave questions. And uh, if you're watching this later in the day, this is obviously recorded. It will then go out audio to the podcast. But if you have other questions, go ahead and pop them uh, in the comments below. And Ross will uh, will creep on over there and answer those questions later on today. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.